to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blantonsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast is brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts The Bourbon Road is excited to have PintsAndBarrels.com as a sponsor of this episode, as well as our official custom apparel provider. Be sure to check out PintsAndBarrels.com and browse their ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today... Today, we're once again on the road. Melody and I hopped in the car. We loaded up our gear. We headed north out of Kentucky. We made our way into uh, northwestern Ohio. Actually, about an hour and a half or to an hour to an hour and a half northwest of Columbus. So. Yes. And uh, we've got a table full of roadies here today. Uh, all great friends, listeners of the podcast, bourbon lovers. And today, uh, we're going to kind of go through some Ohio bourbons and not, I should say Ohio whiskeys today because they're not all bourbons, but I think there's one or two outliers here, but before we get started, let's, let's go ahead and take a minute and sort of go around the table and have each of our, our roadie friends introduce themselves and we'll get moving. So who do we have first? Uh, Jim, uh, pleasure to have you and, uh, Melody here with us, uh, in Northwest Ohio, uh, Mark Ratliff uh, from Upper Sandusky, Ohio. I, uh, my wife Amy is uh, joining us tonight. Uh, we have one son, Jordan, and a granddaughter, McKenna. Uh, I work for Kimmel Corporation in Upper Sandusky and uh, customer service manager. Awesome, great to have you here. You and Amy are both friends of the show. We've we've certainly run into each other on many occasions. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm uh, Rhett Francis. Um, I'm from around the upper Sandusky area, um, country guy. I'm kind of newer on the scene, if you will, as far as the years that I've been, uh, into the bourbons. Uh, it's probably about three, four years, probably. Um, you're an old hat. (laughs) Four years. That's that's good. That's good experience. Is that what it is? Is I didn't know where the line was. (laughs) He's bonded. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) And uh, I am joined by my lovely wife, Kelly, in the gallery also, and it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. It's awesome to meet you, Rhett. And I'm Doug Keller, and I'm top-hand on Turd Ranch at Upper Sandusky at the (laughs) wastewater plant. Uh, I've been drinking bourbon since probably about when Jim started with Wild Turkey. Um, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Laura, who's in the gallery and uh, been a fan of the show forever. It's nice being on. Well, it's great to be up here, and, and thank you for hosting us in your home. Absolutely. So awesome. All right, so the the, the name of the game tonight is uh, drink through some, some Ohio whiskeys. Most of them are bourbons, like I said, but not all of them are. Each of us brought a, a different bottle, and then we've got a bonus pour in the first half and a bonus pour in the second half. So when you add all that up, we're going to be drinking six whiskeys tonight. So I guess we better get the ball rolling. Get straight to that first pour, right? There you go. So, who brought the first pour? Uh, that would be me, Jim. It's a uh, Echo Spirits barrel proof. Um, it comes in at a uh, hundred and twelve proof or so. The distillery is located in Columbus, Ohio. Fairly new place. Uh, I believe the inception was around two thousand nineteen or so. The mash bill is. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but it is a uh, a blended mash bill of uh, corn and a high rye. Okay, so it's a corn and rye mash bill, and it is it is at least two years old, so it's a straight bourbon. Yes, that's correct. Awesome, that's correct. Well, great. I haven't had an Echo 
Have any of you guys had Echo before? Uh, I have. Uh, Amy and I did a tasting. A local restaurant does an occasional bourbon tasting, and it was one that they brought in uh, for uh, for one of the events that night uh, when they first kind of released uh, the bourbon. Yeah. So you, are you a little nervous, Rhett, that you haven't had this one before? I am a little bit nervous, yes. <laughs> we'll all try it together. We'll all try it okay. together. So cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. It's got a nice floral nose on it. I, I do pick up a little bit of the kind of the, it's, it's more like two or two to three years old, I think. So it's a younger, but 2019, you said they started their distillery. I believe so. Yeah. And this is batch number one. But there are some wonderful aromatic notes there. It's got kind of a, like a, a little bit of a, like a sweet honey and. Uh, but a tea, like a tea. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like, I'm a big tea fan myself, and you get that. Uh, I remember after the tasting, I think it was the next day, I went and purchased a bottle of it. I really kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Good flavor to it. And Well, I could say from the nose alone that I, I think this this distillery probably has a pretty bright future ahead of them as their, as their product continues to age and, and get a little bit older. But I think we should taste it, though. Cheers. Yeah. Wow, that packs a punch. What was the proof on that again? Uh, 112. Yeah. yeah. You can feel that kind of all the way through it. It's yeah. like a. I, I feel like it drinks right around 112. Mm hmm. Little, little spicy on the, on the yeah, palate. Yeah. It does have some right to it, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. it does. And it kind of sticks with you. You can. I think it does can, have a very long finish to it. It seems like it does. Yeah. I th- I'm kind of getting like a fruity. Kind of taste of some type. Yeah, it, it's a. Uh, it's almost like a, like a spice spiced pear. Have you ever had those? Uh, oh, what do they call those? Uh, those spiced apple rings or the spiced mm-hmm. pear rings? Oh yeah. 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 So I think that's kind Real of similar. Reminded yeah. me of that a little bit. So it yeah. is. It's got a nice and man, the hug is setting in. Boy, it is. <laughs> I was feeling that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what's the what's the distillery like? Do you know? I have not visited it. Um, I uh, I kind of looked it up. We just haven't made the trip, you know, down to to see it. Oh, maybe that's a maybe that's a stop for us at some point. We need to get back down to Columbus, Columbus. again and make another stop or two and visit visit some other places. Watersheds down in Watersheds Columbus down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, middle middle west is down mm-hmm. there. Yep, echoes yeah. there. And I'm sure I'm missing one or two. Yeah. Right, there's probably some other smaller ones. And there's been a real resurgence in that Columbus area for that uh, between the breweries and the distilleries down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool stuff. So what made you pick this one? Well, I really don't know in particular. It just kind of I've heard about it and uh, people had a lot of pretty good things to say about this particular bottle here. So I thought it might be a nice one just to try and to share and see what we thought. So it was a recommendation then. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So what's it like? Uh, So a lot of us, a lot of listeners are not in control states like you guys. What's it like to try to find good bourbons in a control state? A lot of luck and a lot of line waiting. Yeah. Um, Ohio takes most of their really good uh, allocated bottles and they'll do a lottery drawing for the right to purchase them, those go about four, four or five times a year. Yeah, typically right in there. Yeah, you you would know the best, Mark, because your wife wins all of them. She has been pretty <laughs> fortunate uh, over the past uh, three or four uh, lotteries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and, and that's how you get the really allocated stuff, like the William Ruweller was one recently, and they had uh, some very – very rare eagle rare or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, they had a seventeen-year-old eagle rare. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm not sure how many bottles they ended up. It never kind of releases no. how many they actually have, but uh, but if you look at like because uh, they'll release the the winners kind of a winner list, and and if you print it off, sometimes it's 15, 16 pages long. So there's there's a, a lot fair of amount of winners and a lot yeah. of good bottles, you know, coming to Ohio. We kind of never really have to battle the secondary market. You just have to be fortunate enough to you know, to win, you know, in a lottery, you know, along that line. Um, but we still, I mean, on occasion, you, we see some E.H. Taylor and some different items that will come to the stores that if you, uh, like I said, 
or Doug said, you want to go stand in line, get there early. And some of the little mom and pop shops, like we have a very small liquor store. I've went in there and picked up a bottle of uh, Stag Junior recent, well, Stag recently, and uh, just sitting on the shelf. And I've also done that with a Blanton's in there before. Well, see, everybody in Kentucky thinks that Ohio is Weller country. Like this is mm-hmm. where you come to get your Wellers, right? Mm-hmm. Is that true? Well, I mean, on a regular occasion, you can pretty much find uh, the Green Weller, the Special Reserve. Um, Antique makes its appearance now and then. Like we'll see it almost in runs. Like we'll see. Like uh, I got mine. I think the last in uh, in Marion, Ohio, and uh, but they would get it for three or four weeks straight. And if you got there early enough, you could get it. But that's typically usually the red and the green are somewhat available. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Sazerac rye has been sitting on the shelf about all the liquor yeah. stores around recently. Yeah. yeah. So the Sazerac, this is my understanding, and we don't want to get too off topic here, but the Sazerac rye and the Buffalo Trace, you know, actual Buffalo Trace bottle. Yeah. There's a huge amount of product available now. Yeah. So literally, if you go to the distillery now, you can walk out with a case of Buffalo Trace. Wow. Yeah. So I had recently <clears throat> seen the story along that line. Yeah. Now, was that direct reflection to the additional Rick houses now being built? Is that why we're seeing more of that product available? Yeah, I think it has to do with product availability. And plus, you know, they've got a new distributor now and okay. just things that are a little bit better for the consumer. Right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm ready to move on. What is in our second glass? Oh, by the way, what did everybody think of this? Just in general. I, I really enjoyed it actually. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a spicy one, but it's very good. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, from the first time that I, you know, had it, I, I just really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I think it's got a good it's got a good profile to it. It tastes really good. Now it does have a little bit of a youthful note to it, but it's not a bad thing. You know, sometimes and I've talked about this on the show before, sometimes those youthful notes, the good ones, disappear in older bourbons and you can't get them. So sometimes it's nice to get to experience those because a lot of us aren't reaching for the two-year-old bottles, right? Right. right. So yeah. it's also not nice typically. to- Yeah, not typically. So yeah. it's nice to get to experience that from time to time. Yeah. All right, Doug. So what do we have in this well, glass? This one is courtesy of a good friend of mine, John Cleveland. He uh, heard we were going to shoot the podcast and he wanted to have his- near local distillery represented. So he went to Indian Creek Distillery. It's a little north and a little west of of uh, Dayton. And this is their American Bond House number one bourbon whiskey. And it is 121 proof. Oh my goodness. We're climbing a proof. Now let's a Bond House. It is not a bonded whiskey. They call it a bond house because the government forced them to get bonded in insurance back in the early early 1900s, late 1800s. And this was the way that the um, owners rep, uh, thumbed their nose at the government. They called it a bond house whiskey because they had to bond the house that it was in. Oh, my goodness. 120, what you say, 121? 120 proof. 120 proof. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is a 95% corn, 5% molded barley. Um, this is corn liquor. There you go. Yeah. And it is and made in a still that is from 1820. And then they run it through a second one. It's 160 gallon stills, each one of them. So it's a double pot stilled whiskey. It's Indian River. Indian Creek. Indian Creek Distillery. Indian Creek Distillery. Yep. They're, they go back almost 200 years in family um, it sat idle for 91 years, and they're making this whiskey. It's a two-year-old. Well, cheers to the resurrection of Indian Creek. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's uh, that's checking the boxes for me. It is. But, man, it is not 120 proof on the nose. No. no. It's almost deceiving. It is very deceiving. Yeah. And then you get that real warmth and flavor. In a little sweetness at the beginning. Now, it definitely drinks a little bit hotter than uh, it noses for sure. Yes. But yeah, that's that's a that's kind of a very check the box bourbon for me. Mm-hmm. I think it does mm-hmm. it it does check all the boxes for me. It's very um, 
very balanced, I think. It is. It's got a nice sweetness to it. It does. A lot of corn. I would agree with the sweetness. Yeah. 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 You get that right away. It's, but it doesn't have this like, uh, like caramel, like, like caramel corny kind of Mm -hmm. flavor or, or, or what what do they call it? Cracker Jacks or anything like that. No, I'm getting more of a vanilla than anything. Yeah, I yeah. got like a almost like a fruit sweetness that kind of flavor mm-hmm. from the beginning. I like it. I like it. And this is another whiskey that's in the two to three year old range. Correct. This mm-hmm. one. Uh, so the only place you can get Indian Creek uh, whiskey right now is at the distillery, okay. and uh, it's is a seventy five dollar bottle. Uh, a lot of their expressions are fifty. Okay. They do a lot of different stuff there. Pretty interesting place. Well, we are doing a show on Ohio. So the idea here is people want to experience Ohio whiskeys. In some of these cases, you might actually come to Ohio uh, to experience them. Not all the whiskeys we're drinking tonight are distributed widely, but some of them are. And some of them are available only at the the distillery or in Ohio or in just a few states around. So awesome. I I really like that. I I think that um, now... uh, when you go north and west of Ohio, is that out of Dayton? Is that kind of I seventy corridor there? Mark knows his direction better than I. Yeah, I'm because I actually looked this up. I'd seen a story based on them, and and we look at it, and every time we come to Kentucky, it's always you know you always have that thought on the way home we're going to stop there. Yeah. But then we have so much fun in Kentucky, we're usually ready to get home and relax, and and we kind of. But yeah, it's right in that. It's actually door. I, I want to say that it was, is it actually east of 75? Uh, it, I don't know. It's New Carlisle, Ohio is where it's at. New Carlisle. Yep. Okay. And the road that they're on is Staley Road, and that's the family that owns, the, that traces their lineage back through the distillery. Well, I have to be honest in saying, even though I grew up in Ohio, I don't know where New Carlisle is. I do not either. Must be a small town? That would be my guess. I yeah. think it is fairly small, Yes. Well, I could definitely sip on this one. I think both of the whiskeys that we've had first on the show so far are both, um, uh, they're very nice for their age. I think they both are going to uh, blossom as they get older, for sure. For me, I think this one drinks a little less young than the the previous one. What are the prices on the the bottles? What's the price on the American? This one is uh, $75. Okay, so the Indian Creek is $75. The Echo comes in around $50. Around $50. Okay. So so we're dealing with the craft whiskeys that are in the $50 to $75 range so far. Excellent. Yeah. Jim, I I took a quick look. Uh, Yeah, so New Carlisle's just. Kind of north uh, a little bit and east of Dayton. So it wouldn't be too far off of 75 if you're coming north. Got it. Okay. So Dayton is uh, just a little bit south of I-70, right? I-70. Yeah, I-70 kind of goes right through there, right through that Dayton area. Through the Dayton area. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, but that's really good. Uh, I believe that's going to be a bottle that I'm going to seek out for sure. We are definitely going to go down and tour the distillery this summer. Yeah. All right, fantastic. So, I would say so far for me, uh, definitely a thumbs up on the Echo. Um, uh, and this is one that you know, if you find yourself in Columbus or traveling through Ohio, and you want to, you want to try um, a, a rather young distillery that's just getting their, their legs under them, but they've had a number of years to to get a straight whiskey out. I think it's pretty decent to try. I would, I would love to visit the distillery at $50. Why not? I agree. The Indian Creek American Bondhouse bourbon, it packs a wallop in proof. It really does. It does, but it could be dangerous. I think you could drink a little more than that and not realize that proof. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And it yeah. really, it very deceiving on the nose. It is. Unreal. Yeah. So, but what do you think about the finish on that? Very long, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it. It, it kind of settles in pretty yeah. for a for a good mm-hmm. for a good long hug there. Yeah. An Ohio hug. It has medicinal purposes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It has just what ails you in the wintertime, right? Takes care of what ails you in the wintertime. So we have a bonus pour for this first half. What do we have, Doug? We have watershed bottled in bond. It is a fifty dollar bottle and it's a f- at least a four year bourbon. Um it is from Watershed Distillery in Columbus, Ohio. It is uh, 
sent out to uh, six states currently, and they do have some mail order available if you go to some of those. And uh, I do not know what the mash bill is. I tried to find it. I can't. So I know it's at least 51% corn since it's a bonded bourbon. It's non-disclosed. There you go. But that's all right. Watershed Distiller. Yeah, I'm very familiar with their emails. Because (laughs) I get one probably every day from Watershed. And that just tells me that they're very active and very busy promoting their product. And uh, I see that they have a lot of events there. They've got a lot of, uh, they've got a restaurant, I think. And and they've got a great, they've got a great location that people come to for cocktails, for food, obviously for their whiskey. And uh, I think we need to get up there at some point and get them on the show. But for the moment, they haven't been on the show yet. And I've. I've never had it before. I have not either. But I do get their emails. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> there you go. Good marketing team. Absolutely. So we're up to four years now. That's a good thing. Yes. Awesome. Well, let's check it out. Yeah. So see, you notice the difference on this? That, mm-hmm. that kind of that, that what you had a little bit of like that youthful floral note in the, in the first mm-hmm. two that that what you're going to get in the two to three year old range. Yeah. A little more softness in it. Yeah. This is this is kind of taking that edge off a little bit. This doesn't have like a super like uh, again, this is kind of light on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a real strong. Yeah. Almost a honey to me. Yeah. Honey light. Very light. Mm-hmm. Not super floral. Uh, doesn't have a lot going on. And I mean, I'm really putting my nose down in the glass, yeah, too, and I'm just not, there's not getting a lot yeah, from it. Not a lot of nose there. Very clean, though. What'd you say the proof on that was, Doug? It's uh, bottled in bond, so it's 100. It's 100 proof. Okay. But it's got a nice uh, texture on the palate. Mm-hmm. 100 proof. It's got a nice texture for 100 proof. It does. Yeah. I'm assuming it's non-chill filtered. because It is non-chilled filtered. Yeah. That does change the mouthfeel quite a bit. It does. It, it absolutely yeah. does. So this is uh, this kind of spreads across the whole tongue. It kind of gets you a little bit on the sides, a little bit yeah. on the middle. Yeah. It kind of sits in the middle, though. It doesn't really present like spicy on the back, does it? No. There's no. not a lot of spice to it at all. No. But it just kind of hangs there a little bit like you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm always wrong when I try to guess these things, but I wouldn't be surprised if this had some weed in it. I wouldn't be surprised either. It's a little softer up front. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't kick you in the back real spicy, but four years old. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit lighter in color too. It is. Which is kind of surprising. It's almost lighter than the two year old that yeah. we had last. Yeah, yeah. Indian Creek's a little dark. And those are in thirty gallon barrels. So I don't maybe that has something to do with it with the more wood area per I think it does. I, I would say so. Rhett, what do you think about this one? I uh, really like it. This is one that I uh, have had before. Yeah. Um, I have actually visited the distillery. Um, I was down there to purchase a uh, bottle that I won in a lottery. Oh, there so was, Amy's not the only lottery winner. Well, this was a lottery through Watershed. Okay. Oh, okay. I, we did not tour the place, but... That I saw the restaurant there. It looks fabulous, like very nice. Um, the distillery itself is kind of just off a little side street, but it's when you get out in the parking lot, you're like staring right at the downtown skyline of Columbus. So wow. uh, very nice place, very um, friendly people. They actually gave me vouchers for a couple free tours that I never got around to using, unfortunately, but... Yeah. But uh, yeah, it seems like a seems like a really good operation they got going down there. Um, their whiskey, I really enjoy. Um, and like I said, the staff down there was—they're great, great people. Yeah. I'm going back to this. I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon on the nose. Yeah, I'd really like to get to Watershed. I think we'll try and do that sometime soon. I, I, I can appreciate this whiskey. I really can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm not sure how long Watershed's been around, but I'm I gonna, don't know off the top of my head. We know yeah. it's at least four years. Yeah, yeah. We know it's at least four years. It's, they're making good, 
good juice there. Yeah. And what was the price point on that? Did you say that was a fifty dollar bottle? That was a fifty dollar mm-hmm. bottle. Right. Pretty typical for craft distilleries putting out something uh, in that range. I mean, it it might be just slightly on the high side, but um, I think I think it's within acceptable mm-hmm. parameters. Yeah. What do you think? Is it worth a two hour drive? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I'd visit the distillery, have dinner. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You could uh, definitely probably burn an afternoon up there. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And like I said, with the view of the skyline, might yep. be a nice evening type thing, have dinner. For sure. You know? Yeah. A couple yep. cocktails and enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm really enjoying this one. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to rank them, but I am going to say that this one is a little bit more of a kind of a. A well-aged bourbon, right? This one's yes. sort of hitting that. And that's yeah. what Bond is all about, right? Right, yeah. Bob and Bond's all about hitting that four-year point where we know certain things have taken place in the barrel, so. I'm a yeah. bonded guy. I like yeah. the, seems like you're playing on a level of playing field when you drink bonded whiskeys. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what do, we, what do you think? I like it. Yeah, I really do. And, and like Doug says, uh, I think... Uh, a lot of us tend to gear towards that bottle and bond, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, the way it's structured, the way you get kind of a consistency with it, the things that, uh, you know, so when you walk into a store and you see that, like, I think I'm going to try that. And I think me personally, I would tend to, if I was going to try something different, I might migrate, you know, to a bottle and bond uh, just because you know those parameters and the age and and what it took to make that bourbon. And when you're in Kentucky, are there any bonded whiskeys you go after while you're down there? Not really. I mean, not kind of, you know, Amy and I just enjoy it, uh, just the whole idea of it. I think it comes from, uh, you know, I think it was 2021. Uh, we did the, uh, if you want to say the bourbon trail. You know, started tackling it, broke it up uh, into four trips, and uh, it just it, it was broadened our experience. I was a Jim Beam guy since the time I could legally drink, and so uh, you know, and I know that's not for everybody, but I'm just an old Jim Beam guy. I kept him in business for a number of years, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, um, but uh, no, we just uh, you know we just enjoy the whole atmosphere. The the people are genuine. Uh, the distilleries are beautiful. The, did you complete the, the trail? We did. We did. We got our little we got our little book, and we went to the Fraser Museum and got it all uh, all checked in, and got our little glass and and all that. So uh, well, congratulations! Not everybody finishes that task. You yeah, know? yeah, and it was. Uh, I think uh, the people that know me uh, know how I operate, so that's something that that I'm going to do. And, uh, but no, we just enjoyed it. And, uh, it, it's, you know, exactly where, where we met, uh, you guys and so many great people, uh, connected to the bourbon industry. And, and, uh, so we just enjoy it, but, uh, but we're technically out of, uh, Buffalo trace jail. And so we're trying to go back, <laughs> trying, trying to plan another trip. So Mark, I was, uh, wondering, Kelly and I, we've been to four distilleries on the trail. Okay. Are we almost done? You're close. <laughs> Not really. But, but that's a good start because four yeah. will turn into 10 and 20. Yeah, and we can't wait. 40. We're yeah. looking forward to going yeah. back. There's at, the craft at trail. trail. So yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. whole other. Yeah, we haven't tackled that one. That's no, a whole we, other we did the traditional bourbon trail, the, the 17 distilleries. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, but yeah, great time uh, for sure. So when you say you're, you're getting out of uh, Buffalo Trace Jail, that means that your 90 days are up? And and that's per product though, right? Yeah, per allocated product. Per yeah, allocated product. product. So if, yeah. if you get an eagle rare today, you yeah. can't get another eagle rare for ninety days. Correct. But you can still get an EH Taylor tomorrow. Yeah. 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 And it's tend to why we like to spend a weekend or a long weekend because we get three or four opportunities to to get a nice bottle to bring back to Ohio to enjoy. Fantastic. And you heard Rob's clues on what to do, right? Did you hear Rob Carter? Oh no, I must have missed that one. So Tuesday through Thursday between 10 and 11 a.m. Okay. Just walk right in. Walk right in. Well, just walk right in. Okay. You, you shouldn't be telling this, Jim. Now there's another guy in line in front of me. That's okay. That's, That's okay. all right. Rob, I, Rob shared it openly knowing that all the roadies were going to benefit from we're, it. Absolutely. We're going to hear it. Yeah. So Rob works in uh, 
just right there by the distillery. He's in Lawrenceburg. That's oh, where he works. So, oh, that's right. He did tell me that. So he'll he'll just get in the car and drive over at ten to eleven in the morning and yeah. Yeah. Lunch hour or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Early yeah, lunch. Right? Early lunch or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds Spe- like a liquid speaking lunch. Speaking of great guys, uh, a shout out to Rob Carter. What a genuinely uh wonderful guy. Uh he was one of the other guys that we met uh going down there. I know Doug got to meet him this yes, past he's year and spectacular. He's yeah, a real good yeah. dude. So shout out to Rob. Uh we say hello from Ohio. And 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 I think that uh the fact that we had pizza tonight had something to do with our episode with Rob. Huh? Absolutely. Robin and uh, Jim were talking about the different kinds of pizzas. And okay. so tonight we each brought uh, a pizza from a different restaurant here in Wyandotte County. And so what do you think of it, Jim? I, I loved it because, you know, honestly, I used to, I used to live in Lima, so not too awful far from here, I guess. About a, not a, not even an hour from here. Not quite an hour. Not okay. quite an hour from here. But yeah, you know, putting green olives on a pizza was just what you had to do. And for me to get another pizza with green olives on it, that was fantastic. I loved the taco pizza too. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. They were all three great. Mm-hmm. They were all good, and they were all good examples of uh, yeah. Northern Ohio pizza. Absolutely. Just to give a little shout out to the three pizza joints, we had Don Tomo. I can't say it. Don Tomaso. Thank you. And Susie's from Upper. And then we had Spanky's from Cary here tonight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were all very Spanky good. Spanky and Don Tomaso sound like a couple of guys you don't want to get in trouble with. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Smith and Don Tomaso's. He's a he's a good Pittsburgh boy, uh, bourbon lover. Uh, I always uh, kid him. I always try to find a bottle of uh, bad Tom Smith for him. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, more fun, three more bottles, three more Ohio bottles. Stick around. Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's barrel head? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blanton'sBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. If you're a bourbon drinker, and I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to head over to pintsandbarrels.com and check out the ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Pints and Barrels Company was started by bourbon lovers for bourbon lovers. From spices to t-shirts, you'll find the perfect bourbon gift. Pints and Barrels proudly supports the bourbon road and invites you to visit pintsandbarrels.com. Do you need a custom apparel or swag for your bar, distillery, maybe even your bourbon society? They can do that too. As a matter of fact, they print our apparel. We're so happy with the quality and fast turnaround. Pintsandbarrels.com, the ultimate bourbon lovers gift shop and branding specialist. All right, folks. So welcome back. We are at the table once again. We each have uh, three different whiskeys in front of us. This time, uh, Mark, you and I get to play a little bit. Uh, absolutely. We had to be spectators at the first time. We okay. did. Well, we did. I mean, we didn't get to bring any of the whiskeys. Yeah, yeah. But, but we did get pizza, too, so that's good. We did get pizza. Yeah. And, hey, with the pizza, we do need to do a shout-out to my sister who owns Susie's and Upper that I wasn't allowed to bring because I'm a Carryite. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drawbridge wasn't down or no, what? the drawbridge, yeah. Okay. Rhett, Rhett called me out on it. And okay. He got to bring that. Okay. Thanks, Rhett. We appreciate it. Well, I didn't realize it was family at the time. So, oh, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. okay. I felt kind of bad, but not not that bad. Okay. So in the, in, when you introduced yourself in the first half, Rhett, you said I'm country. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like but, you're country folk or you, well, or you yeah. like country music? Uh, I, mean, I like pretty much country everything. Yeah. 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 I, we live yeah. out in the country and uh, I'm a hunter, like a hunter, fisher, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Do you hunt deer and I do and you go fishing. Do you like to fly fish or just, um, you know, fly fishing looks fascinating. I've never, uh, never tried it. I would love to try it sometime, but most generally we do, uh, uh, fishing at ponds. Uh, my son and I, we love fishing the river. We are fortunate enough to live less than a half mile to the Sandusky river. 
So we jump on the four wheelers and grab the fishing gear a lot in the summertime and head down there. And we just have a great time. What down. about steelhead? Do you go after the steelhead? Well, I, I don't, I don't think we have any around here. I don't yeah, we don't to get closer to the lake, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's or, not that far up to the I lake. need to get it's, down to Kentucky and hit some of them stripers. You guys got. Yeah, net. we do have some stripers. Yeah. Uh, Cumberland, correct? Yeah. 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 If, you, yeah. if you actually go below the Wolf Creek Dam at Cumberland Lake, we actually have trout, too. Do you? Believe it or not, we have fantastic trout fishing mm-hmm. below the lake dam. So. Well, maybe next time we're down there hitting the trail, like right. Kelly will let me bring my rod. I don't know. You know, yeah, bring the it. fishing tackle. Well, and if you go to Lake Cumberland, you should stop at Somerset. What a great town. Amy yeah. and I visited this past year, and, and we had a wonderful time in Somerset. And horse soldiers making way on their new place down there. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. yeah. Another reason to go visit. <laughs> Another reason to go. <laughs> For sure. Okay, what? well. Without further ado, let's get to that first pour of the second half. What do we have? Well, uh, Jim, I decided to go with Minglewood Distilling, uh, a very uh, beautiful kind of old distillery, if you want to say, uh, in Worcester, Ohio. So it's probably Worcester. So I, because it can be uh, mispronounced. So, but the people of that fine town pronounce it Worcester. W O. O S T E R. If you're saying it like rooster, you're you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, and they will correct you. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, Minglewood Distilling. Uh, Amy and I visited uh, this past summer. Uh, it was an old uh, ice house that uh, sat empty for a number of years, uh, and a father son by the name of uh, Mark and Andrew Morrison decided to open it up. And the beautiful part, I think, like if you've been to the to kind of the historic distilleries down in Kentucky. Like if you go to Buffalo Trace or you go to 1792 and you see kind of like things that uh, from the time bourbon started, you know, they're still there. And and this kind of gives you that same feeling because it's that old ice plant and they've, they've redone it beautifully. Uh, the old ice house part of it is, is now uh, the production site uh, and the barrel room. And then they had a storage area that they just opened last year. Uh, that's an event center. They, they have like wedding events. They have a huge patio. It's just an absolute stunning uh, a place to to go see. Uh, it's like, uh, so State Route 30, uh, which runs across there. It's about three minutes when you get off the highway. Uh, it's right downtown. A lot of great restaurants and things around the area too. So, um, but what I brought was, uh, I have not tried this. So this is a first time. It's a hundred proof, uh, bottled in bond, five-year-old. Um, you can only get this in the distillery. They have their, their standard bourbon, uh, which is available in Ohio. And, uh, um, it's a uh, 86 proof. This is a hundred proof that we're trying tonight. It's a mash bill of 70% yellow corn, 25% winter rye, and 5% soft winter wheat. So we finally get a detailed mash bill off one of these bottles. It, yeah, it was very nice. They put it right on there for me, so I couldn't even mess it up. So, well, let's check it out. Cheers. 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 Man, I tell you what, the light noses. Tonight. Very light nose. Yeah. It is a very light nose. Yeah. What was the proof again? 100. On 100 one proof. Yep. Five-year-old. Sometimes I answer my own questions. Yeah. How about that? It's very efficient to answer your own question. It is. I've <laughs> never been wrong when I answer my own. <laughs> Ask Amy. Excellent point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of get the same uh, from the previous one uh, with that soft. You get some of those uh, sweeter notes like a vanilla or a honey. Uh I think just in the softness. Yeah. I think this has got like, like that vanilla cream nose to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's definitely vanilla forward. And you said this is five years old. So this Correct. is, they, they put a bonus year on this they one. Did. They did. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm yeah. ready to taste it. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. For a hundred proof too, it's not... I mean, some people may shy away, you know, the higher the proof, but like that, it's a real solid, um, just kind of across the board. Yeah, this has got that, uh, that 
a little bit of good and plenty in it. You know, I, I like that. It's uh, it's almost a little dry too. Yeah, kind of on the back end, you get that dryness. Yeah, yeah. Is there a little rye in this one? Yeah. So this was twenty five percent rye. So yeah. is there's a little spice to it. I'm picking yeah. up. Yeah, it's definitely, but it's yeah. it's kind of nice and refreshing on the back end too. You get that, kind of that minty rye. It's not really the mint flavor, but you get that nice refreshing feel, that cooling effect. Yeah. At the same time, you're getting that uh, little bit of spice burn from it. So. Yeah, this one does hit back farther on the tongue than the last yeah. one did. This is the first one we've had so far that's really presented heavy on the back of the palate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's, it's just a little bit more age, a little yeah, bit more maturity on it. Yeah, year on it. Yeah, it's so uh, this is uh, this is a little more northeastern Ohio. This is not quite Cleveland, but yeah, but south of Cleveland, you're probably sixty miles south of Cleveland. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but definitely worth a visit, uh, you know, if listeners are in the area, um, you know, it'd be a nice, uh, visit to go there then maybe go up and see Kevin Holy up and, uh, get some uh, maple syrup. There and, you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get a lot of barrel on this one though. I'm not getting much oak. I'm going back to the nose and yeah, it's light. It is light on the oak, mm-hmm. but it's not light on color. It's got a pretty no, good color to it. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, I think in the distillery, it's about a sixty-five dollar bottle. That's that's. Uh, Looks like we're solidly in that fifty to seventy-five dollar range yeah. tonight with most of the bottles right we're there. having. They also do make a kind of a, a wide collection of flavored whiskeys too: apple whiskey and cinnamon whiskey and different things. Like if you check out their website, uh, yeah, a, a lot of different. Uh, they make a pickle whiskey, which is. Uh, <laughs> You see that occasionally around, but uh, but a lot of is it. What we've had that for? Call it pickleback or something? Yeah, pickleback. I've never even heard of a pickle whiskey. Haven't you really? I have not. So have you had it? I have. I've had theirs, and I've had a couple others. It's a it's a unique flavor. It's an acquired taste, I I think, for most of those things. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. I mean, um. Some of it you get like peppery notes and stuff like that. You can kind of a spicy flavor with most of those. Yeah. I think you could probably um, get kind of used to it if you drink it a lot. I, I think, think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I've I've had it at parties before. Yeah. Uh, you know, drinking a little bit of pickleback, I think. But we've had it before. And, yeah. And I, I, I like it. And I think a number of those products, it's like uh, it, it's, the, it's the nightcap. It's just you're, you're not going to maybe uh, have two or three of them. You're just yeah. going to finish with one, and it's That's it. a different complexion. You're done. You're done. Because your palate's yeah. shot after yeah, that. Yeah, after that, like you've overwhelmed it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> I don't have to believe or so. That's my feelings anyways, but yeah. I think I'm going to go without uh, on the pickles. Uh, <laughs> yeah? Do you like olives? I do like olives. So you're a martini guy? Oh, yeah. I yeah. like a good dirty, martini. Extra dirty martini? Uh, extra dirty you martini. eat green olives on your pizza, but you uh, won't I eat do. a pickle? Oh, I eat pickles. Oh, okay. Won't drink a pickle. I don't think I want to drink a pickle. <laughs> okay. You like olives on your hamburgers, too. Oh, absolutely. You have to have a QP's burger with yeah. everything and olives. Well, fantastic. I yeah. I really appreciate that. One more time. What did we just have? So that's Minglewood uh, 100 and Proof uh, Bourbon Whiskey Bottled in Bond. Five years old. Five years old. And it's a high rye mash bill, 25% 25% rye. It's pretty good. Correct. It's a pretty good amount of rye to it. Yeah. And I... If I recall right, and I may be wrong, uh, when Amy and I took the tour, uh, where they came up with the Minglewood name, uh, the the guys that uh, started the ice company previous to that were in the uh, uh, logging business, and I think they each harvested different logs. And there was a uh, there was a discussion one time or something like that that whose wood got mixed with whose wood, and they didn't want it to mingle together. So that's uh. where they came up with the Minglewood name. Interesting. Doug, you're in the logging business. <laughs> I am. It's a completely different kind of log. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't let it mingle? We don't let it mingle, and nobody wants to touch them. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Sorry. Uh, oh, well. It's all oh, good, well. clean fun until it gets flushed. Yeah. Yeah. Denny Potter will laugh at that Denny one. Denny Potter would laugh at that one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So, are we ready to move on, folks? Let's do it. 
All right. So uh, this is what I brought today. And so this is uh, this is not a bourbon. So I am kind of the rye guy. So I mm. brought a rye today. But I did bring a rye I've never actually had. I did bring a bottle that was gifted to me. And this is the Middle West Spirits Straight Rye Whiskey. This is their dark pumpernickel rye. And this bottle was given to me by Jason Calori from the Mash and Drum. And I don't remember why he gave it to me. Maybe it was just a, he wanted me to try it or we swap bottles or something. But it's been sitting uh, on the Bourbon Road bar for a while uh-huh. now. And I just hadn't cracked it because, okay. I don't know, dark pumpernickel rye. I wasn't really sure what to <laughs> okay. think about that. But yeah. So today we're going to drink this. This is actually a 96 proof rye whiskey. I can't tell you what the mash bill is. This is another undisclosed mash bill. They do tell you what what's in the mash. They just don't tell you the percentages. So this is actually a four grain. So this has pumpernickel rye, the soft winter wheat that we, we were talking about. about. Yeah. It's got yellow corn and it's got uh, malted barley. So yeah. it's four grains. It is a rye, though, so it's at least 51% of the pumpernickel rye. And Middle West prides themselves on using Ohio-grown grains. And uh, we did actually visit the distillery there today. And we'll talk a little bit about that after we get a chance to taste it. But has anybody here had the pumpernickel rye before? I have, I have not. not. I have not. Nope. Nope. Had this any, any dark ryes? Nope. Not, not traditionally. Right. Right. Yep. So yeah. let's check it out. All right. Cheers. Wow, that is an interesting note on it, doesn't it? It does. That is. It does. I really can't place it. You know, it's. No, neither can I. It's, and this is on the nose. This is not something that I've, I don't think I've ever smelled that before. That, I, uh, I would agree. Which is interesting because like the four grains, it seems like that's becoming more predominant. Like you're seeing more of the four grain products out there. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a truffle. I mean, it, it, I almost get a cedar shavings off of it. Have you ever seen anybody when they're cutting fire, cutting the, uh, doing the uh, chainsaw carving? Yeah. That kind of, kind that of smell a little bit in the air. Like fresh cut yeah. cedar shavings. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it does. There's a freshness to it. Like yeah. you can tell. It has a freshness, but it has an earthy note at the same time. So it's kind of interesting. It's almost like a, a pine forest floor. There you go. You know, because you're getting the earthy notes and you're getting the pine notes or the, mm-hmm. yeah. the cedar the word, notes. Yep. Yeah. Forest floor. Yeah. It's certainly nothing I've ever smelled in a whiskey before. I've, I, I'll tell you what I was fully expecting. And, and we haven't tasted it yet, but this yeah. is just on the nose. I was fully expecting this uh, rye muffin kind of bready yeah. well, cereal what, note. That's on all it. I could think I was, was a Reuben sandwich when you started <laughs> yeah. saying pumpernickel rye. So. There you go. But, yeah. It's not that. It's not no, that it's at not. all. No, Pass no. the sauerkraut. All yeah. Right. I'm ready to taste. Cheers. 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 Wow. Sweet, full bodied. A big yeah. wash of flavor. Yeah. Like not as much rice spice as I thought it would be there. No, definitely not. Very good. And maybe not like right at the beginning, but then all of a sudden you just get all mm-hmm. that flavor. Yeah. Just it's like an explosion of flavor. It kind of. Yeah. Once once it, it moves back on the palate, it kind of releases itself. It's almost yeah. like a time release capsule. I would say this is the most flavorful one we've had tonight. I think across the board. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot kind of going on in it. Yeah, I don't even know if I can like, dissect it because there's so much. It's like a rainbow of flavors happening mm-hmm. all at once in there. So it's Skittles? Skittles. So it's Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> Skittles. Jelly bellies. Yeah. <laughs> You just took a whole handful of jelly bellies. And- mm-hmm. But then it almost changes as it, as you go through it. Like it, yeah. Hard to pinpoint just one. That's a very interesting yeah. flavor. It's a very interesting it. taste for sure. Yeah. That's one you could spend some time with just trying to dissect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to stick with kind of, even on the palate, a little bit of the forest floor kind mm-hmm. of yeah. effect on it. Yeah, uh, it's got a nice dark color to it. Now I will say this: this is batch zero one seven. So I don't know where Middle West is on their batches right now on the, okay. on the uh, pumpernickel rye, but yeah, uh, I would imagine this is seven batch seventeen's early on. So this has been on the shelf a while, and the, and the flavor profile may have migrated over time. It may be 
more mature now. I, I I don't know. I do have a more recent sample that Middle West gave me, uh, but I haven't opened it yet. Oh, so okay. I'm kind of looking forward to trying <laughs> that. Yeah. But yeah, so we went, uh, Melody and I visited uh, Middle West today. And uh, for those who are in the Columbus area or, or planning to visit the Columbus area, uh, they have two locations. One location is under construction, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But they're they're open locations, so they've basically been in operation since 2009. So they've been around a while. They're kind of Ohio's oldest new distillery, I guess is kind of the way they said it. You know, they've been around a while. Um, they have a great location downtown. It's a, it's a, it's a great place to visit. They do distill on site there, yeah. uh, and it's actually a pretty good size operation and they did some contract distilling for some other people you know they 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 actually make their own but because they didn't want to be in a position where they were dependent on another company to make their whiskey they grew beyond their own needs and started doing contract distilling and uh think about horse soldier it comes out of middle west yeah so there you go there's a good example of a fine bourbon whiskey right yeah absolutely it comes out of um, comes out of middle west on country mm-hmm. contract distilling they have a, a number of clients a large number of clients mm-hmm. so they have built another facility off alum creek and it's not open to the public yet but we did get to walk through their production facility today and it's unbelievably large yeah um basically they told us that they uh, they had a daily run of 600 barrels there they don't do that every day. Okay. But in one day, they did 600 wow. barrels. Amazing. That's So a semi-truck of barrels is 288 barrels. They did three semi-trucks full of barrels in one day. <laughs> wow. That's kind of impressive. I mean, because I think we all relate to Kentucky, the bourbon industry and what that is. But to see an Ohio distillery um, kind of elevating to a to a larger distillery like that and they do it quietly behind the curtains without announcing themselves and telling the world and that's kind of the difference here you know you think about uh bardstown bourbon company they're they're out there right they're yeah they're constantly promoting their client brands they're constantly in the news they're and middle west is just sitting here quietly becoming a giant Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you when when that place does finally open fully now they're full production there at the new facility uh but they're not open to the public so i think that was one of the things that amy and i found uh really interesting uh going through that uh jim like you talked like bardstown and and seeing the three chord product that they do and then uh you know we went to to green river and and seen you know just the, the mass amount of uh of contracted uh, product that they're doing and uh and Wilderness Trail too with Luca Mariano and others. Yeah. I mean it's just Yeah. Like yeah. Not all distillers, but it seems like that's a, another avenue. Um everybody kind of wants in the bourbon industry. Yeah. I mean we've got what well, I don't know how many brands that we have in the US now, but let's just say three or four thousand, right? Yeah. Of course not everybody's making their own stuff. A lot of them are non distilling producers. Yeah. But uh, they've got great companies out there like Middle West and Bardstown Bourbon Company and Wilderness Trail and MGP and, and yeah. others who are able to kind of hold their hand and walk through that process for a small startup distillery. Yeah. Who will eventually buy a still and make their own stuff. Probably. Yeah. But not on day one. No. No. Some of them do. It's yeah. a tough it's a tough road to hoe, right? It, right. It's a very it tough road is. to hoe. Yeah. That's wow. really good. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, you Ohio folks should be very proud of this whiskey uh, right here. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Yeah, it's impressive just to see the collection of the of the different ones and mm-hmm. and uh, the subtle differences in each, and and yet everybody kind of doing their you know their own product and yeah their own thing. And yeah. I think we just scratched the surface on Ohio distilleries, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Any any idea? Any guess on how many functioning distilleries there are in Ohio? I don't know. I, I have no clue. Yeah, one. The one that I'd thought about when we first uh, uh, maybe talked about this, there's a, another one in Northeast Ohio called Red Eagle Distillery. And uh, Amy and I visited there before, and they have a really, uh, really nice setup. Uh, it's kind of an old red barn, um, 
really neat and and their product is really good too i enjoy theirs uh but but you have to go to the distillery to get it and it's uh from our house it's a it's a good two and a half hour drive so so it's a concentrated uh and this time of year you don't want to be in northeast ohio for too long so right and and ohio is a four-hour state of driving no matter which direction you go right absolutely coast to coast in ohio is four hours hours. Yep. Yep. yep 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 Wow, I, I'm I'm super impressed. I, I mean, I'm kind of excited to find out more about what's happening in Ohio and maybe learn about some new distilleries here. Yeah. So if you guys run across one, definitely let me know. But we do have a bonus pour, don't we? We do. We do. This so, is a palate buster, though, isn't it? It, it is. This is kind of a nice uh, finishing touch, if you want to say. Dessert. So, yeah, dessert. So uh, as I... Uh, mentioned before, Minglewood does a lot of uh, flavored type whiskeys, some different type things. But they recently started in October uh, with some uh, with a newer product, and this is a this is a root beer whiskey. Uh, the young lady, when uh, when we got it at the distillery, she said that, uh, like I said, it started in October. Uh, they were really shooting for the old uh, root beer barrel candy. That uh, the little the little brown hard candies. Yep, that we all enjoyed as a kid. Uh, we did try it that day, so I have tried it before. And sometimes you get those uh, flavored whiskeys that are just so overpowering with the flavor, you kind of lose uh, some of that whiskey flavor. I didn't get that with this. I, I thought it was really well done. It's kind of a nice, you get that whiskey flavor, but you get that finish of the root beer barrel and that and really nice. Yeah. I think I've called out that candy before in a show mm-hmm. at some point. I don't remember now what whiskey it was that we were drinking, but. There have been numerous things you've called out that <laughs> are very interesting. Very, you're probably like, that guy's crazy. (laughs) That guy's crazy. He's not getting that. (laughs) Well, I I always enjoy, like, uh, certainly my palate's not as refined as as a lot of people, but it's always enjoyable to hear those, like, what people get. And everybody's palate's different, too. Mm -hmm. So it's always enjoyable to hear. And we were kind of talking about that tonight earlier, about tasting whiskeys and calling out notes. And it's not really that you're getting that flavor. What you're yeah. getting is a memory yeah. that's getting pulled out from something before. So there's a there's a little something in what you're picking up that's pulling a memory out of something you've had before. So does it really taste like the little no. root beer barrels? Yeah. I don't know. Or the spicy yeah. gumdrops or whatever it is. Now, this one may very well taste yeah. just like them. I, I think you'll get a good finish of that when yeah. you when you try this. So what's the proof on this one? Uh, I believe it's 70 proof. Okay. So that's pretty typical for like uh, flavored whiskeys, right? Like yeah. uh, honey whiskey and all the other ones. All those, in yeah. A, a little lighter. Uh, it's Doc Schmickles Small Batch Root Beer Whiskey. Uh, all uh, the whiskey with natural flavoring in it uh, made by uh, Minglewood Distilling. Fantastic. Let's check it out. All right. Oh my gosh! Definitely well, getting the root beer. beer. Right <laughs> yeah, I think I smell a little root beer on yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. There knows. might be a little bit. Of, you know those little candies, little, little, hint, of, like little hint of root beer on that. <laughs> Doug, do you have any ice cream? I'm just asking. Uh, we may have to make an ice cream run. Okay, I would. I would do that. I would mix this with vanilla oh, ice cream. Absolutely. Oh, Can you yeah. imagine what kind yeah. of float that would be? Oh my. That would knock you on your behind. <laughs> after, after trying five of their whiskeys, it uh, <laughs> yeah, that might be something. What are you getting on this, Rhett? <laughs> little hint of root beer for sure. Yeah. yeah. Little hint like a sledgehammer. Right. Yeah. Right. If you think you smell it, wait till you taste it. Oh, oh absolutely. Wow. Like, I feel like I'm sitting at an AW drive in. Yeah. Having a big mug of root beer. Yeah. And it just doesn't go away. It's that flavor. Wow, they nailed this. They, they did. did. Oh, it's I, absolutely. You can definitely, though, I get the whiskey in it. You know, it does. And then you still on, get the, the whiskey. On, on the finish there, yeah. like it just like you're almost yeah. sucking on one of those root beer barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've had some like the apple stuff and that, and it just it's so strong of apple or whatever flavor that they're trying that that it kind of takes away. I think from the product that they're trying to create. Where here they've created, I think just. A really spot on, and uh, it doesn't have the smack in, in your mouth sweetness. It, no. it has a nice. Could you imagine mixing this with like buffalo cream? 
Oh, oh man, or something like that. I have some of that in the refrigerator. We'll oh, try we that after the show. We'll try that. Okay, yeah. Because that's your that's your root beer float, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, good thing we drank this last. Yeah, that's I thought it'd be a nice finisher when uh, um, they were kind enough uh, as we were picking it up. I'd seen it on the shelf, and and I'm like, I have not seen that before. And uh, they're really, uh, they have a whole tasting bar there. So if you walk up to the counter and you'd like to try any of their products, they have little tasters right there. You can just taste it before you buy it. And uh, uh, I think it took maybe about... 14, 15 seconds after Amy and I tasted it, like we'll take one of those. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I think I would have probably followed suit. I would have oh, done yeah. the same. So Doc Schmickles. Yep. Root beer. Whiskey. Whiskey. So yep. is is Doc Schmickles the 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 name of the of all the flavored whiskeys? Doc Schmickles? No, the other ones are just a straight Minglewood kind of flavored. So they have it's almost like two separate products. So like the original flavors were were the apples and the cinnamons and some of those. Um, this was the first, uh, and she said they just released it in October. I believe there were a couple other expressions, but but we just seen this one and kind of kind of went with it and uh, That's happy a- that we did. So this is a Minglewood product. A Minglewood product at the distillery. It's a very new product. It's not yeah. something that's you're going to find any information on the internet yet. No, nope. I, uh, I believe it, uh, it warrants a visit. Uh, it definitely does. Their products are exceptional, and and I would stop by and uh, give it a whirl for sure. Well, that's a fantastic bonus pour. I really enjoyed that. That was very fun. And, and again, when we're off air, we're going to try that. Mix it with the bourbon cream. What do you think? Absolutely. All right. Well, it's been a fun show. It's been a great show, guys. It's always fun to sit around with fellow roadies and drink through some whiskey and try, especially try some things we haven't had. Absolutely. And I think for for the most part tonight, we were all drinking things we hadn't had before. Yep. Not in every yeah. case, but for the most part. Yeah. 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 So it was really good. We got to experience some some great Ohio distilleries, some products that we'd never had before. There were some surprises here. It's always a Absolutely. lot of fun to uh, to hang out with roadies and share whiskey. That's kind of what the group's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Doug, you recently have kind of taken on a new hobby, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I actually went all legitimate. and now, business. now I have a business. Yeah. Country Acres Art. So I'm doing paintings now and. Doing a lot of commission pieces. And that's one of the reasons we came up here was to pick up our commission pieces from you. There you go. Yeah. And they're fantastic. And they were a lot of fun to do. So you basically memorialized all of our animals from our farm. I did. (laughs) So now I have to wait for more fur babies to show up so I can do more paintings. (laughs) Well, we definitely appreciate it. You have an amazing talent. And I really look Mm -hmm. forward to uh, some of your rickhouse work that you're doing now. So thank you so much. So if, if people want to reach out to you. I uh, can be reached. Uh, I'm always on the Bourbon Roadies. Yep. You can message me on Facebook or you can uh, look up Country Acres Art um, at yahoo.com. And uh, yeah. So and on Facebook, you're just I'm Doug just Keller. Doug Keller. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. So. Rhett, how can people find out? How can, how can they reach out to you? Bourbon Roadies, right? right? Yeah, Bourbon Roadies. I'm uh, I lay pretty low. I'm 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 in stealth mode. Are you? But yeah. you, but you're active I'm on, on the Facebook, roadies. and yeah. uh, I do watch the podcast. And uh, I just want to say, like everybody in this room knows, Doug does amazing amazing artwork. He just finished a piece for me uh, uh, of a Rick House, yeah. and just just mind blowing. Snuck Absolutely. a little surprise he, in there for you though, didn't he? He does. You yeah. know, he, I I should have known there was something up because he wanted to know if I wanted a kitty in there. I said, no. Well, no, in all fairness, Rhett said he wanted an authentic old style Rick house. I did. And he wanted lanterns in it. And yeah. I said, in under no conditions would they have an open flame and a building made of wood filled full of alcohol. You're right. And I said, so, hey, a lot of Rick houses did have cats. Do you want a cat in it? And I said, no. And then. I, ended I asked up with him a little- if he was sure because I said you do get rodent problems if you don't have cats. So I received my uh, painting, which was absolutely fabulous, and and uh, Doug asked me, "Well, did you see the mouse in there?" I said, "No, I'm gonna have to go look." He goes, "Well, if you don't have a cat in there, you're always gonna have a mouse." <laughs> That's, that's called artistic license. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, fabulous, fabulous work though. Yeah. You know, he kind of just 
pick my brain what I wanted, you know, and I told him and it couldn't have been more spot on. Great work. And Mark, what about you? How can people reach out to you? You're on the roadies, of course. On the roadies, of course. Uh, Social media uh, for a number of years. uh, I did a lot of uh, volunteer work uh, in the Elks organization. I'm a social media guy, if you want to say. Amy and I uh, just enjoy the ability now to travel and do the things we want to do. We get a lot of comments that... uh, Keep posting everywhere you go, the places you find, the things you do, because we live vicariously through you. So we just uh, we always take the opportunity. Um, You can reach out to us anytime. We're happy to share uh, experiences or things we've done, friends we've made, uh, travels uh, we've taken. Um, I I think everybody in this room, we share uh, the affinity for Doug Keller's artwork. I have the, the last original piece that doesn't have a mouse in it. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> he didn't uh, have a rodent problem. I didn't have a rodent problem at the time. But uh, so, uh, but nope, it sets up on uh, my, uh, if you want to say my bourbon cabinet. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not a collector, but I enjoy looking for bottles. And uh, as, uh, as our good friend Freddie says, they're made to be shared with friends and family. And so they set up there and anytime anybody stops at the house and they'd like to open a bottle, they're more than welcome to share one with us. Awesome. Well, Doug, Laura, thank you so much for hosting tonight. It's been fantastic. We've all had just a, the, the best time ever. Uh, I can't think of a better you know, weekend for Melly and I than to, to travel out somewhere on the trail and meet up with some good roadies and, and just have a generally good time. This is about, this is about a four hour drive for us. Worth every minute of that drive, no doubt about it. Thank you guys so much. You're such great hosts. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming up. Thank you. All right, so you can find The Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, all that stuff. We do a show every single week. Every Wednesday, we put out an episode about an hour in length, and uh, we'll have some great people on like we did tonight. We'll always be drinking whiskey. We'll always be laughing and having a good time. Sometimes it's a distillery. Sometimes it's industry folks. Sometimes it's just good old roadies. And what a fun night we had tonight. We hope you listen to us every single week. To make sure you don't miss an episode, scroll to the top of that app you're on. Hit that subscribe button. You will get a notification every single week when we put out an episode. But until the next time. We'll see you down the bourbon road.